It's the TEH podcast, episode number 198. I'm Leo Notenboom of askleo.com. And I'm Gary Rosenzweig of macmost.com. Busy week this week. Um, uh, yeah. There, there's, it's kind of, at least on, on the social media world or tech world, it's been kind of dominated by one topic that I thought was very interesting. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, well, I think there's a lot of good reasons why this topic is dominated. We're, we're of course, talking about threads. Um, and I, I, if, if anything, I also, I feel that this is like the last major, like, social network to launch in this round. Like, I feel like because threads is big, it's right. really big because of the Instagram thing. We'll talk about that. Um, that it's like, if you're if you have a social network you're about to launch, you missed your window now. <laughs> like wait till next year. Like, you know, like Blue Sky just got in there right. and and threads. And now it's like, okay, everybody hold on. We need to sort this all out. Uh, because it just it feels like this is like a big uh, you know, milestone in like the landscape of social networking right now right. or um, you know. te text-based social networking i guess yeah. would be the, the appropriate way to look at it because i know mm -hmm. that that's how they've been differentiating it yeah yeah the the, the twitter like stuff which yep. is basically basically it um and yeah i mean it's it, it's it's interesting i mean threads is just to most people Threads is just like Blue Sky, just like Mastodon, just like any of the other ones, you know, the smaller ones, Counter Social. We've talked about other things like that. And just like they're all just like Twitter. <laughs> and uh, basically the competition is heated up because of the changes at Twitter. Right. A year, a little. Yeah. About a year ago, this all seemed would have seemed ridiculous right. um, because Twitter was like dominant. And there was no reason to believe it wouldn't be. Um, it still may come out that Twitter is so big that it can't be overcome by any of this. But you know, now we have all these competitors. Uh, even Threads itself. Interesting thing is, it really, even though I gather that Facebook or Meta, let's say Meta, had plans all along to maybe compete in this space in some way. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't until January, apparently, that they went and set things in motion to make what has now become threats. So it's all very recent and fast. Well, and, uh, and I, th I think we can understand why, right? Yeah. There, there is this implosion over at the other end that um, was, was motivating a lot of the competitors. And it's actually yeah. would have been surprised had Facebook not tried to do something. Yeah, or, or Meta, yeah, Meta. Because yeah. Meta is in one of the best uh, positions for doing this because they have many... I mean, they've got really kind of three social networks of different sorts with mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, uh, you know, one being very direct message oriented, the other being the bigger type of social media network, you know, mm -hmm. with profiles and things being the main thing, and Instagram being the photo one. Um, so it's kind of interesting, uh, you know, I mean, it makes sense that they, that they would come in. They've got the servers, they've got the ability to have massive networks. And all of that in a way it's almost like just having little text messages um is simpler than any of their existing networks uh it's so, funny because you know. that is actually one of the things i was going to comment on you said you know they've got the servers for each of the other competitors i think for pretty much all of them um they have at one point or another uh gotten everybody's attention mm -hmm. had a massive influx 
and then fallen on their face technologically, right? They just weren't able to keep up with the load. Right. And, you know, and it usually passed a little while they added resources or added servers or did whatever was appropriate for the server service in question to compensate and, and come back up to speed for all this unanticipated demand. Um, the threads launch was amazing in yeah. that they onboarded um, what was it? A hundred million now you say Yeah, hundred million users in just a few days. None of the other services will either even have that many users. I don't think. And um, uh, it just, it just worked. Uh, I didn't mm -hmm. hear of any technological hiccups and no. that's fairly impressive. Now, to be fair, it's what I kind of would have expected from an entrenched player like Facebook. If anybody was going to pull that off, they would be the ones to do it. Meta. I keep saying Facebook, but I, you know, I mean, Meta, yeah. um, you know, they, they've got the expertise to make that happen, but it was just very impressive to see that happen. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it, they launched actually early because they had promised everybody they were going to launch 8 a.m. What was it, last Thursday or whatever? Right, right. And then Wednesday night at 5 p.m., they they basically launched. And um, and then, you know, tons of people jumped on board. Everything went smoothly, probably, you know, partially due to their expertise and their, you know, uh, amount of hardware that they've got. Mm -hmm. But also, I think partially to the fact that it's very limited in terms of features now. This like, is true. There's just one feed. And and that's it. The, you know, you don't have this ability to like, oh, let me just look at my friends. You know, we'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah. you don't have all this other stuff. So they were able to basically say, like, here's the 15 things that Threads needs to do. Let's make sure it does all 15 things and it works. And let's launch instead of building the 100 things that it eventually will need to do. Um, and then launching with those 100 things and finding out that some of them didn't work quite right. Right. So I think that's part of it. And it's probably a smart um, strategy, although I'm not completely convinced that it was a strategy and I'm not completely convinced they're going to uh, offer all of those uh, different you know, I, options in the future. I'm hoping that they will... I, I, you're right. I'm hope I'm not expecting them to offer everything. I don't yeah. want them. I don't think that they want to throw everything in the kitchen sink into their application. But um, there are certainly definitely things that are missing. Yeah. Um, one of the it's funny. One of the things I posted, I think, on four or five social networks the other day, mm -hmm. because that's what we do now, and was the fact that you know that it seems like we've gone through this. Um, this phase where one of the of the three or four discussions that happen on social media, right? One of them's complaining about Twitter. One of them's yep. complaining, you know, complaining about this. Complaining about the other one is, um, oh my gosh, this service didn't launch with my favorite feature. How can it possibly survive? Right. Um, and of course, everybody's favorite feature is different from everybody else's favorite feature. We don't know how these things are going to shake out, but complaining about the lack of features is, in fact, one of the most common discussions across all of these different social social well, media yeah. services. And let's and let's just dive in here because I, one of the things I've commented about is the fact that you you know you can go in and follow all the people you want to follow, yep. which they made really easy because of the Instagram thing. You know, you I just took your Instagram ha yep. handle over, you import them all, and he did it in a really clever way. I like this. You were able to say, "Hey, everybody I'm friends with on Instagram, I want to be friends with on uh, uh, on Threads, mm -hmm. but they're not all here yet." especially for me, because I was like five minutes into the launch. I was like, oh, <laughs> so you can just okay being friends with them in advance. 
Right. You were able to do that. That was an option. And that's really cool because then over the next few days, actually, even still now, I'm getting little things saying I'm now following this person because yep. they I was following them on Instagram. They finally joined threads and it instantly linked us because I gave the okay to do that originally. Now, you could follow all these people, but when you go to look at your feed to see, hey, well, what do all my friends have to say, you see your friends, maybe, but you see a lot of other things too. So this is people. This is where I disagree. I'm actually okay. looking. I'm looking at my feed right now on my mm -hmm. phone, and I am several pages down, several swipes up, whatever the correct terminology is, and I have yet to see anything from somebody that I'm not following. Really, this is 100 percent uh, stuff I follow. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and as and like I said, I'm literally just continuing to um, uh, I'm seeing some retweets from people, of course, that are, excuse me, reposts from yeah. people that are, are posting things that I've not seen before, but they're originating from people that I'm following. So yeah, I'm not seeing what you're describing. Um, and what I've heard, I've heard a theory that uh, there may be some threshold, some number of of followers or some you know, some number of people that you need to be following or um, some number of uh, some amount of activity across the people that you are following in order for them to use that as your primary feed populator. But um, yeah. It's, yeah, because uh, I see, you know, when I, so whenever I check, I do tend to see new posts from people I'm following first. Mm -hmm. So say like in the last two hours, if I haven't mm -hmm. checked, there's three new posts. And then as soon as I go below that, definitely people that I'm like, I've never heard of, or people I have heard of, they're celebrities, and I know I'm not following them. And when I tap on them, I it takes me to you know their information, and there's the big black follow button indicating right. that I'm not cu currently right. following them. Yep. So yeah, I and... I don't know. I'm following. I mean, I've got at least a hundred more, maybe a hundred. I'm not even sure know. how I can find out how many people I'm following. Yeah. The um the one complaint I do have though is that while my feed is full of people that I'm following, um, it is not in any sensible order. Um, just mm. look looking at the at the uh, the items here. The first one is five hours ago. The next one was three hours ago. The next one was 18 hours ago. The next one is 19, then one hour ago, then three hours ago. You get the idea. It seems like it's completely random selection. I have no idea what criteria they're using to order the feed. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was able to find out I am following 50 people. I've got more than twice that in followers so far. So how but, did you how did you do that? I uh, just went to you know the little person at the bottom right. Right, that's my right. profile button, and then it says uh, you know the number of followers. Oh, there we go, forty. And I followers. tapped on that, and yeah, okay. and then it says followers following pending. Oh, there we go. Yep. And is there a number? I am uh, following one hundred and twenty. Oh, so maybe I need to hit hundred or something. Maybe, maybe there's yeah, there's some threshold. Interesting. Um, I should, so in other words, I need to force myself to follow more people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I I need to wait to I, I it's hard to find people um, on here, uh, you know, because it's I mean it's so big, right? And it's like okay, who should I try to follow now? And you have to you know you can go in and look at an individual like you for instance i can look at you mm -hmm. who are you following we you know have a lot of mutual friends we do so yeah. i would go through and look and say who are you following new 
And then it's like, oh, you've discovered this person that your mutual friend is now on threads and now right. I can follow them too. And I basically just try to spend a little time doing that to try to gather up all my friends from all of the, you know, that I've been friends with on other social networks in the past. So yeah, I, well, it'll be interesting to see. Now, one, okay, here's the thing. Facebook, <laughs> their uh -huh. other social network, that's the closest thing. I mean, I guess, I don't know, you could look at Instagram being close to this. I use Facebook, I wouldn't say rarely. I, I'd say at least uh, once or twice a week. Recently, it's been more because I had an event that I planned that was on Facebook. So I went over to Facebook daily to check on the event. Uh, and one of the things that always bugs me about Facebook is I see a ton of promoted and sponsored posts. Yes. So I'll be scrolling through and they're highly tailored to me. They know I'm a geek. They know I'm a Mac <laughs> user. They know, you know, a bunch of stuff that no matter how hard you try to keep, you know, your information private, they know about it. So they throw all this stuff at you and they're tracking how long I hesitate when I'm scrolling through on the individual things and all of that. The, so there's a ton of stuff like going through, you know, it's the old complaint of like back when I, I liked Facebook a little bit better. It's like, I wanted to pay a few bucks to just get rid of that. Right. Just show me all my friends. stuff. I don't want to see the sponsored stuff because it's right. really making me not want to go. And for me, it is more than half of the stuff on my feed. A lot of it is, is because I have a ton of friends that I just don't follow mostly because they rarely post. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, I unfollow a lot. And then, um, so I only have a handful that actually I go to see their stuff, mostly because they post interesting things and they only post it to Facebook. So I want to see like the latest pictures from my friend that lives in New Mexico. I want to see the latest, you know, ideas that this one friend has that he's hilarious, you know, that kind of thing. And so I see a lot of promoted stuff, see a lot of sponsored stuff. I believe i don't check instagram very often but i believe it's the same kind of thing there where you're going to see some sponsored or promoted right. stuff there right. i know threads is going to be there too so right now i might be seeing stuff that's promoted for free like you know people that i'm just seeing pop up because it's like well you may want to see this person mm -hmm. um eventually eventually I, i'm sure i'll be in a more of a situation like you where i see most mostly people i follow but eventually also there'll be ways to boost and promote your content on threads. Right. Just like there is on, there is the same thing on Twitter. Sure. Um, so threads is going to be filled with all of that uh, stuff eventually. And that's how they, that's the monetization, you know, method for these platforms. It's uh, interesting on Facebook, at least. Um, and I do have uh, one of those browser extensions installed that, yeah basically blocks all the sponsored posts uh, ah. every once in a while facebook will make a change and the extension will be unable to block them and then the extension will update i mean it's it's a continual game of um right and it doesn't work on the apps yeah. and it does not work on the apps exactly it's only it's only the website uh, but it uh, you know when it's not working or i actually switched browsers the other day for a while um and i didn't have it installed yet it was interesting to see just how much of my feed was in fact sponsored posts. And yeah. it was a lot. Uh, there are some other techniques that potentially reduce the number of sponsored posts, but wow. I was just looking at Instagram while you were talking and indeed I'd say about one third of the posts that mm. fly by are sponsored posts. The rest are from individuals that I'm following. And once again, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason as to the order. Um, they're just, you know, they're there. 
Yep. So threads will eventually have that. Not right now, you know, right. because they're they're coming out to to compete. Um, it, it'll be interesting. The other ones that we've talked about, uh, Blue Sky and Mastodon. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it does Mastodon. Can you even really do it on Mastodon? I mean, the way it's you know it, it's all federated. I mean, I suppose what, can you do sponsored posts? Well, you could you could you. I mean, could they make a revenue model out of showing you promoted, boosted, sponsored posts? I suppose the app Mastodon could, but the idea is that I could just go with another app. That um, I would be really so. So two things: one, technologically, mm -hmm. of course they could. Uh, they could inject things into the various feeds that are promoted, uh, and that could be federated wide, um, or it could be well. Yeah, they could be. They they could inject things into feeds that you are following. The but the other thing is that they could also do it on a per instance basis. So yeah. you know, on your instance, in order to pay for it, there will be the occasional sponsored post. And if you don't like it, you switch to another instance that has a different revenue model or no revenue model. So yeah. I, I think technologically, I think that there is a, a lot of opportunity. There are a lot of things that could be done. Realistically. Mastodon, I suspect, would be the last one to fall because uh, the whole the whole zeitgeist of Mastodon is exactly the opposite, right? It's we don't we're, we're not commercial. We're not uh, being mm -hmm. driven by billionaires. We're not a corporation. We are a bunch of individual people or, or groups uh, who are doing this because it's the right thing to do, not because we're trying to make money. And if you want to give us money, you know, okay, fine. There's a Patreon over here or there's a thing over there or whatever, but it's not a requirement to use the service. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think Mastodon would be the last one to fall. Absolutely. And I think and, that even if even if they did try the scenario that I outlined where, uh, you know, OK, my instance suddenly starts injecting sponsored posts, I'm going to switch instances. I mean, it, that's, well, it's, yeah, it's very simple, uh, which is not something one of the, it's funny. A lot of people have trouble getting their brain around how Mastodon is set up. And I keep liking it to email right? Mm -hmm. We all have different email services. We all signed up with different email services and we all have email addresses. Well, the same is kind of true for Mastodon, right? We're all using different instances. We all have different email or, or Mastodon uh, names, if you will. Uh, but if you want to change a server, it's a little bit better than, than uh, email because being able to move servers is kind of like built into the protocol. So right. uh, it's it's very easy to to go from one place to another, unlike email. But other than that, it's very much the same. Anyway, my point was that if all of a sudden our email service, the one we were using, started injecting ads or you know plastering the website with ads, we'd move, right? I mean, it, it's very simple to do, and we've seen this happen from time to time as the services, uh, you know, the the quality of the service goes down, the number of ads goes up, whatever you want to call it, people end up moving, and I think the same thing would happen in Mastodon. Uh, yeah, I wonder if in Mastod with Mastodon, and with the whole idea of you know the federation, mm -hmm. um, that it's the the monetization doesn't take place at that end; it takes place at the other end. You know, if you're you create your own server. Your own federated instance, or whatever it's called, 
Uh, and it's because let's say you're a company that owns 50 newspapers mm -hmm. and you have a press, it's a press core kind of thing. And sure. you publish all your stuff and you have your own server. You could eventually start running ads that go with your content. Yes. And whether or not you use this app or that app, or you get things through Mastodon or through, uh, threads, which is talking about using the same protocols. Mm -hmm. uh, in the future, not yet. Um, you would just if if you said yes, I want to follow this news source, mm -hmm. then one out of seven of the you know the things that are posted yes. are basically sponsored posts, which means that the money is on the content producer side, right? You know the 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 monetizations on the content producer side as opposed to the server and app side. Although I guess the servers kind of fall into the content producer side too. In which a case is, like that, yes, yes. Which may be, may be the right way to go. I mean, because right now you've got the problem with Twitter has, it's become uh, a, an issue, you know, where, uh, you know, Twitter basically kicked off a lot of people that were using things like bots and, and stuff. But a mm -hmm. lot of those bots were legitimate. Right. We're like, we're producing content here. No, we're not going to our phones and posting it. We have our servers do it for us. Right. And and then, you know, they got kicked off of Twitter. And and then also a lot of the I know a lot of the celebrities, um, they complained that, wait, you want us we're providing free content to Twitter. People right. are on Twitter to follow us. But now you're saying you want to, in addition to that, charge us right. per month. So the idea being that the content producers have to pay as opposed to maybe in the future, the content content producers actually get paid. The people creating the value get paid rather than the kind of marketplace which gets is, paid. Which is ultimately the TikTok model. Is right? it? Yep. If you if you produce enough content and get enough followers, you get revenue yeah. from TikTok. Oh, but you get a tiny piece compared um, to... It, it depends. I, I have, I mean... Certainly compared to, right? I mean, call it the YouTube bottle then once you get monetized. Yeah. But the bottom line is that they are paying their content creators, whether they're paying sure. them enough, whether they're paying them enough is 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 a different discussion. But, but it's, it's on it's, their terms. Yes. You know, TikTok yes. and YouTube are doing it saying, if you want to get paid through us, this is this is it. We have this one deal and you could take right. it or leave it. Whereas right. a federated social media network, you could, you know, if you've got good ad people they could go out and sell ads for whatever and people and you have good content people right. will be like okay i'll put up with one out of seven of your right. posts being right. an ad and to be fair that's happening already in a lot of different ways for example i forget which newspaper it is i subscribe to several like washington post new york times that kind mm. of stuff and of course i get their uh email newsletters and i think once a week maybe twice a week from some of them i get a newsletter that is an ad I mean, yeah. that's, it's, it's, it's a sponsored post or a sponsor um, uh, that has going down that same channel for the news. And, you know, if that were to become uh, overwhelming, if it was more uh, sponsor than content, if the value for me, the value, the return on the investment wasn't there, of course I would leave. And that's, that's and that I think is the ultimate um, arbiter of what, may happen on that individual feed. If a, if a news organization decides to pump out uh, eight news stories and an ad to be the ninth, that may be okay. If they suddenly go 50-50, that may not be okay and they start losing subscribers. And that's kind of sort of like the market yeah, at work. Exactly. And it is interesting you mentioned, you know, email newsletters and that whole comparison to, uh, you know, email, ver you know, how that works 
and the federated model of social yes. media, yes. it kind of fits in. <laughs> you know, once you give control, a little bit of control or a lot to the content producer, it changes things a lot. Not so much for us, for the 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 people that consume it, right? Right. We still just get a post saying, "Here's something. Here's here's a piece of information," but the you know everything else that goes on uh, changes. But, you know, whether you have the YouTube model or the TikTok model where they control it, or right. you have the email or uh, you know federated uh, server model of the content producer controls a lot of stuff. Right. So it, there's a lot of like you know this is uh, the social media wars right now. There's a lot of interesting battlefields. There are, there are. And as I have said, well, we'll get to this in a second, the, the, one of the upcoming topics, but it'll be interesting to see who, who quote unquote wins and what it means to win. Yep. Um, you'd mentioned um, in our notes here, the privacy concerns, Yeah. Uh, which, A, they're important. I certainly don't want to downplay them. Mm -hmm. But uh, one of the things that came out from Twitter, I'm sorry, from Threads, um, very quickly after they released was a, oh mm. my gosh, take a look at this privacy agreement that you've got. Yeah. You're, give, you're giving away your life, your heartbeat, your everything, right? Right. And, um, but what a lot of people didn't realize is that if they had an Instagram account, they had yeah. already agreed to it all. It was exactly it. So I went, <laughs> I compared those, uh, the list of, you know, privacy things. Uh, and so a lot of people don't know this. If you've seen that graphic that goes around, it's right. a little list with icons and it says like, you know, health and safety, financial info, you know, all yep. this stuff. Yep. And that's actually a thing that's generated when you're a developer, an app developer for Apple, right? You go in and when you publish your app, you have right. a whole checklist and you have to check off each thing. And then that is automatically generated based on what you check. It is not something where Apple goes in and they figure it out and they put the list together. Right. It is like a checklist that you create. So that checklist, looking at that, I said, hmm, I wonder what Instagram looks like. And it's identical. It's exactly <laughs> the same one, right? So Instagram's right. been around for years. So basically, it, it makes sense that this Instagram closely related app threads would have exactly the same thing. I mean, you're, mm -hmm. it's the same account, really. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, I checked for... Twitter and for Blue Sky, and they had almost as many, but fewer. And the, the first two, I think, are the ones that everybody always talks about, the health stuff and right. the financial stuff. Now, I started to think about it, and I thought, okay, so why is that checked? Let's look into health. And I looked on my iPhone, and I looked at the privacy settings, and the Threads app does not request access to the health app. Me, you know, because you could do that. I could create an app right now, go in and put in the list that I want to request your heart rate from the right. health app. And right. then that I'd have to have that checked and it would show up and says this uses health data and all that. I could I could do that. They didn't do that. There is no like communication between the health app where all your health data is stored mm -hmm. and threads or health and Instagram, which has been around a lot longer. Right. But I also know that when you go to check those boxes, you basically read through all this legalese and it explains to you if you're accessing any information or blah, 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 you know, and you have to go in and and check that box, you know, honestly or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so my, my my guess is this is just a guess is that the people at Meta basically go and say, hey, it's social media stuff. If somebody says, I'm not feeling well today, I think I'm going to stay home from work. 
that's health information. Ooh. You're sharing it on the app. Right. That box has to be checked. Now, if I've got a game where all you could do is play solitaire and get a score, there's no way for you to share health information. <laughs> I don't have that checked. So I'm wondering if this is more of like meta being honest and saying you could share anything on this app. So we just have all the boxes checked. And then Twitter being like, no, nah, technically we never ask you for health information. So it's right. on you if you volunteering it. Um, the other and I have... I haven't found anybody to discuss it at that level. Even some of the very trusted tech sources I've looked at and said, ah, finally, they'll get to the bottom of it. They don't go any deeper. They're just saying they've got these things checked. Therefore, they must know your, you know, your white blood cell count right now right. because that, that is, you know, it's like, but do they? I don't think they do. So, what? yeah. Yeah, it's, I hate it's, to come to Meta's defense because, especially, especially on privacy, it seems ridiculous to go and defend them. It's like you know a serial killer saying, you know, defending a serial killer and saying, "Well, didn't kill that guy over there though; he's fine." You know, um, I, I so, wonder though the other scenario. Um, yeah, I, I personally, I tend to agree. I tend to think that um, they are being overcautious in the, in that sense. Uh, covering their behind uh, in, in, you know, it's, it's easier to say it, or I should say it's safer for them to say, yeah, we use everything yeah. and then never be caught out for using something they said sure. they wouldn't. Uh, but Except the other... they did, they are called out for doing it, whether, you know, it's right. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. The other it's scenario though like is um, they could be checking it now for what I would call future development. There may be, since we know that there are many, many more things they're going to be adding to threads over the years, it's very right. possible that, you know, maybe on their roadmap sometime out, there's a thing that, um, you know, alerts you alerts you when your white blood cell count gets too low or too high <laughs> or whatever. I but guess. That, but, that's yeah. the only other scenario that I can think of. Honestly, I don't know what a social media app would honest, would really do with health information. And, you know, your, your speculation that it's just well, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling well today means that they threads have somehow been involved and that's, you know, they're covering their butt. Yeah. I mean, that's my guess. Anyway, I would love to actually see somebody investigate that, to yep. talk to them and say, exactly what do you mean by this? Why is this checked off in your list of privacy concerns? Right. And I, you know, instead of just people, because it's just clickbait headlines, really just being like, hey, use threads. They know your health do they i don't know find out you know first right but anyway right. um so there's so there's that issue um uh there's a lot of other issues uh let's see next on our list which sure. <laughs> list of thread related issues yes is it this is something you and i disagree on um i think mm. the importance of twitter is overblown um and you know, I just had I just had an event. I had a gathering of friends from all different areas, and I, I don't know. I suppose there's a couple of them that might use Twitter for something, right? But really, Twitter is just not something on the radar. I think of a lot of people, and I think the reason it gets so much attention is because news organizations, the same ones that complain about Twitter being too powerful, <laughs> they keep using it. Like when yes. I'm watching a a news broadcast. I'll see tweets sometimes across the bottom of a screen of what other people are saying about the topic. Right. And it's like, well, first of all, I don't care. <laughs> you know, <laughs> stop showing me that. I don't care. And and next is like, I mean, you're giving them that power by actually like using that. 
the other thing is, is that I think it used to be before Twitter, as a journalist, if you wanted a story, if you wanted to figure out what, what was going on in something, I mean, you had to call some people, you had to you know, email people, you had to get to the bottom of it. It's too easy with Twitter to basically say, oh, let me do a search on Twitter. This will give me an idea of who is talking about it, what's going on, and all of that. Mm -hmm. It was a very easy tool to use, and not just easy to use to get information that you wanted for a story you already thought of, but to actually find story ideas, to just go out to Twitter. What are people talking about on Twitter? And I think all that gives power to Twitter and all of these new social media networks, um, but I don't think it's necessary. I think for most people, uh, Twitter isn't used as much as they think. I think you know, um, it's kind of overblown how many people actually go to Twitter. I know you've said before that you go to Twitter to kind of aggregate your news sources. You want to have, you know, uh, all these different news sources can tweet and you could follow them. And then you get this idea by going there, what's going on. Um, I think some people do that, but not that many. I certainly don't. I never have. I mean, Twitter so, is not the tool I use for that. Ultimately, I, I think I, I don't really disagree with you. The The comment that I made is, you know, it, it's maybe it's not that important. Twitter, yeah. Twitter like tools. Um, you're right that we don't quote unquote need them in the same sense that I suspect that we don't need a lot of social media, but, um, I find the utility of services like Twitter to be, uh, very high when they are done properly. And to be honest, I will tell you right now that none of them are being done properly. And that includes Twitter itself. Last year was probably, you know, before Musk's takeover, um, I would call it, I don't want to necessarily call it the golden age of Twitter, but Twitter a year ago was very valuable to me. And it was mostly because, as you say, new local news organizations and local government agencies and local folks um, were posting on Twitter regularly. If I wanted to know what was going on in my neighborhood, in real in as close to real time as possible twitter is where it all broke first um and and that's consistently has had consistently been the case um i actually did try the usual things of okay there's something going on in my neighborhood uh, i will go to the uh, local news website nope nothing nothing for hours actually i will go to facebook to see if if the local news organization has posted something interesting on facebook nope nothing um, you know, maybe one of their human interest stories, but nothing about breaking news. Um, and then I'd go to Twitter and sure enough, there it was in pretty darn close to real time. I know that, for example, our uh, Washington State Department of Transportation, they post on Twitter regularly and they're posting useful information like there's an accident the road is blocked, or there's construction, or the construction is over early, or the construction is going on late, all that kind of stuff. Truly useful information. And it's useful information uh, that by definition is short form, right? Twitter mm -hmm. is yeah. perfect. Twitter-like tools are perfect for that kind of stuff. But they're not doing it anywhere else. Some are doing it some a little bit on Facebook. And certainly aftermath, right? The aftermath of, say, an event, say there's some kind of a, I don't know, traffic accident or, or whatever, uh, you'll find the video then on mm -hmm. Facebook, usually well before you find it on the news organization's website, uh, which is great. But the actual, you know, closer to when things are really happening and the, and the more useful bites of information, 
Twitter was the place to go. And when I talked about, you know, who's going to win, uh, to me, winning whichever platform, to be honest, to be fair, I don't care which platform wins, be it, uh, honestly, be it Twitter, uh, or Blue Sky, or Counter Social, or Mastodon, or Threads, or any of those others. I really don't have a horse in this game. But uh, the way that what winning looks like is uh, it's useful. My news organizations are there. My utilities are there. My government agencies are there. Other people I care about are there. Um, and uh, they're either either the 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 trolls and the uh, you know the the bad actors either aren't there or they are very, very easy to make go away for me. I will say that there's I've heard a lot of complaints about Twitter where people are going there and they're just saying, you know, my Twitter feed has just turned into, you know, 100% trolls. Yeah, I'm, on, I'm honestly not seeing that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing the people I follow. And I don't follow trolls. So I'm not sure where that's coming from. But I think as long as the utility it remains useful, as long as the information sources that I care about are there, um, great. And I don't care where there is. Um, I think threads may have the, the, the highest probability of success right now, simply because of the massive base of users that they're able to capture from Instagram. But um, uh, yeah, to me, again, like you said, not important but a real opportunity to be incredibly useful. Yeah, I, I'm disappointed in it all. I, I, I just checked to see, like, get an idea of, okay, what would I, what would I go to Twitter for that I couldn't find anywhere else? Because mm -hmm. you mentioned like local news, and where I've always gone to get local news is Reddit. Actually, is you know, just go to the local Reddit group. And people will post stuff from all different news sources if it's you know important, not just a fluff piece or whatever. But also sometimes if it is, um, and but there also people will post various specific things. And a lot of times the stuff I see on Reddit today are the news stories I see tomorrow. So right. it's the place to go to get it earlier. But let's say if I wanted to find out, okay, oh, there's an intersection blocked off. There's some police there. What's going on? The only place I could go to find out if it's not yet on Reddit is the Denver police Twitter feed. Okay. Which is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Now, what makes me mad is that's it. Like they are the Denver police, a city organization is posting information for the public only to Twitter. Right. I cannot find anywhere else. Like it would be so easy for somebody to build a thing where there was a page at the Denver police website or to the city, the city website, mm -hmm. the police section, where it had all of those same posts. Somebody, I actually did this for my, for Mac most, I had this for years where it would list, like I would post something and it would actually list it on the front page of Mac most. And it would send it to Twitter at the same time. So if somebody didn't want to go to Twitter to see this, there was a page they could go to and just see the straight feed Right. from Denver police. And that's not there. I think it should be. I think it's extremely important. I mean, Twitter's a Twitter was a private company. It was a publicly traded company, you know, back right. then. Right. It was not a government thing. Now it is an individually owned super private company. Right. <laughs> um it it you know, the Denver police 
or any police department or any organ public organization should not be saying we have information and the only way for you to view it is through this one privately controlled totally agree totally source. agree and what is frustrating i will agree is absolutely frustrating is that there are many mm. many solutions to this problem um so the the example that i would use is ask leo uh, I obviously, I mean, I'm not publishing real-time information, but I do publish an article every day and I, it, it it's website first because mm -hmm. that's my business, but it's automated when it shows up on the website a little while later, it shows up on, um, both my Facebook page and a couple of Mastodon accounts because mm -hmm. I'm using a third party tool in this case, um, it's buffer. And um, it just magically does all the right things. There is nothing preventing organizations like the Denver, the Denver Police Department from doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. Don't just publish in one place. Publish, I mean, publish in one place, you know, do the work in one place, but have that one place be something that then gets fanned out to more than one place automatically. More than one place. And, and you have your own publishing platform. Yep. You know, use it. Yep. For that, and maybe it's not, maybe it's not up to the Denver police. Maybe it's up to the city of Denver to basic because they there are other departments. There's the water department might want to post something important. Yep. There's you know uh, all sorts of you know public health everything. Yep. There should be a place I can go to and see all that stuff on a website or so. In an uh, app. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 my, my, I like that. I like that a lot, but. What I, as a, a resident of, say, the Seattle metro area, I don't want to have to run around to the Seattle website and the mm. Woodenville website and the, and the Redmond website and the waste management website and the Washington Department of Transportation. I don't want to have to do that. One of yeah. the ways that these services add so much value is the word you've used originally, aggregation. I want to be able to, quote unquote, subscribe to the updates from all of these different organizations oh, that I care about yeah. and have that show up in my feed. And there is no currently unified way to do that. There's lots of technologies wait, that could make it happen. Well, there is no unified. No unified. But there is, in our next topic, <laughs> exactly the solution for this. Of course. Yep. And, uh, and that is, you know, I've been using the term uh, federated or federated server up until now. But what it really is called is something much simpler. It's called Activity Pub, right? Um, which pub is not as in uh, bar, but pub is in publisher, <laughs> right? But it is, but it works both ways, which I think kind of makes it neat, right? Um, so the idea is the way Mastodon works, and it's not just Mastodon. There's a bunch of other services that use this too. I'm not talking about Mastodon-like services. I'm talking about even completely different ones. They right. use a an email-like protocol to go back to email called activity pub, which is actually not new. It was created in 2018. And it's instead of doing stuff like send an email, receive an email, that kind of thing. It's got basically, you know, social media post, a follow, a like, you know, all those things that speaks that language mm -hmm. of all the social media stuff. And the idea being that you could uh, create your own social media network it doesn't have to be huge and all-encompassing and all that. It could be small, but you could adhere to this protocol. And then somebody else could have a different social media network. And people on each of the two networks can see the posts and likes and follows of each other. Right. 
And it's, it's, it's really pretty neat. I've been trying to read a lot about it today. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty cool thing, Activity Pub. It's what Mastodon is based on. And it is what Threads promises right. that they will be adding to it. it think of it, I, you know, the email thing works really good to think about it like this. When you're on Twitter, like my uh, account at Twitter, if you want to follow me, uh, well, I don't ever post to Twitter anymore. It's don't follow me on Twitter, but it's <laughs> R-O-S-E-N-Z, right? R-O-S-E-N-Z is the first uh, six letters of my right. last name. And it's my Twitter account, right? That's it. Well, what's missing is email addresses. You might have an email address that's Gary at example.com right right so the at then has the server after it that makes gary at example.com different than gary at yahoo.com right right two totally different people can have those two separate email addresses but on twitter everybody's just got the first part okay because mm -hmm. everything is at twitter.com right you don't have to say that right mastodon that's not quite true. You may look at it and just abbreviate if you're at the Mastodon's, you know, main server with just the first part. But I think was it isn't it like Mastodon.social or something or Mastodon.social. And so, I wouldn't even call it the main one because yeah. but the, the might concept not be the of biggest the, one. The yeah. concept of being main is also antithetical to the way that Mastodon is distributed, right. right? Yeah. So the thing is you could have there are a whole bunch of other ones. They're ones you can join. You can create your own. Yep. Uh, just like you could have your own webs. You could sign up, pay 10 bucks a month, have your own web server with your own domain, have your yep. own email address that's at whatever it is.com. So the idea is you've got two parts to your address. You've got your name and your server, as opposed to what we've done up until now for things like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, where it's just your name because right. there is no other server. Um, <laughs> so ActivityPub makes that all possible. It, it, it basically allows you to do that, which is really cool because you can go and create your own thing. I, I, like I, just to use an example, the city of Denver could go and create its own thing. Right. You know, Denver.org is it probably a domain name they already use. They could use that for mm -hmm. ActivityPub and then have police at Denver.org as something you could follow and you could follow that on Mastodon, like using right. the Mastodon app. Right. And even though it's not, you know, they may not know anything about that server, it will go over and say, oh yeah, the server's over here. Add that to all the other stuff you see when you go to Mastodon. And threads should be the same way if they follow through on the promise to have it. Whereas you could then go and say, oh, Denver, Denver police don't need to be on threads. Denver police can be at denver.org using activity pub and if is it so there's a lot of discussion about threads promise of using activity mm -hmm. pub. and i think a lot of people are skeptical for exactly that mm -hmm. reason because like me yeah like i'm i keep saying yeah <laughs> because as you point out once you open that gate people don't have to be on threads anymore yep. uh, and that's exactly what meta doesn't want they like their walled garden um as you know same as twitter does well i so i have a theory okay i have a theory about this and it it relates to the whole like what why is meta doing threads okay. and what's the goal and it occurs to me it's like okay so before musk bought twitter it was not a big financial success for anybody right right that was one of the things is they never really figured out how to like make money mm -hmm. facebook and instagram and TikTok and you know other stuff, a lot of money. 
Twitter never kind of cracked that. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe Meta knows that. And maybe Meta says, you know what? There's just an advantage to us, per, you know, killing Twitter and spending money making sure Twitter stays dead <laughs> or Twitter stays a minority player. Like if the existence of threads prevents one of these, you know, what it would call like text-based social media networks mm -hmm. um, from taking away traffic from the, you know, the Facebooks and the Instagrams, then why not? I mean, why not do it? Well, it's I mean, kind I, of a, not, a loss yeah. leader type scenario where you know, Lock, whole, yeah. its point is not to make money. It's, it's, its point is to prevent others from making money. Its point is to, well, no, it, the idea might be that, well, the idea might be that uh, people may not be on Facebook as much or Instagram as much because there was Twitter. Right. But if there's not Twitter, if there's just a whole bunch of different networks, like using ActivityPub you know, with threads would create, right? If there's mm -hmm. just a whole federation of different ones and it becomes kind of this like, you know, it's like the, uh, it's just this open, wild, you know, social media landscape there, then that's fine because the people that want the kind of more Facebooky like thing or the Instagrammy like thing will stay there and they can make money off of those, <laughs> those networks, the polished, you know, nice millions of features networks can kind of remain in their position. I see where uh, you're going. You see, I, I do. Kind of, you see what I, I'm talking I, about? I, I will say I'm skeptical. I don't see meta um well it's not, like email again i mean trying if it, to figure out how to make money i mean it's this. kind kind of like email right like you like what could you do with facebook that you couldn't technically do with email just a lot harder like i could have all of i could make a list of 150 friends and every time i want to you know, post something, just email 150 friends with that post. And every time they want to post something, they could email all their friends. Right. And, you know, or I, and I can request, Hey, every time you do something, you have a, a nice breakfast, take a picture of it and email it to me. <laughs> you know, I mean, so technically, you know, email does email is kind of the social network because even though we don't get that level of stuff um, because there is no force behind email, saying, hey, take a picture of your avocado toast and email all your friends. Nobody is encouraging you to do that. It could be used for that. And it's out there. It's, it's a huge, massive network that's used in a different way. And just like the Twitter-like networks are used in a different way from Facebook. And maybe that's where it's best positioned for Meta. It's just to have this you know, have a bunch, have Twitter, have threads, have Blue Sky, mm -hmm. have Mastodon, have some or all of them all federated through ActivityPub and just have it be this big thing and become like a service like email where it's just a layer. You've got your your base layer is email, you email people. Above that, you've got your, you know, post to people, post to your audience, mm -hmm. Twitter-like thing. And then above that, you've got your group of friends that are all together on Facebook or Instagram or wherever. And interesting, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah it could be. We'll, it's a big picture. We'll see. We'll see how this one shakes out. I did want to point out there's one technical, yeah. um, technical issue with respect to activity pub and distributed services uh -huh. that I've heard come up already. Um, and that is one of the things that is interesting about 
I'll just say use Twitter as the example, the walled garden, um, is when, say, the police department posts something on Twitter, it's visible to everybody almost instantly. Mm. Um, Activity Pub apparently has, in some cases, significant distribution delays, depending on the uh, the servers involved, depending mm. on the amount of traffic at the time. Again, they're very much like email, right? I mean, it's one of those one of those things I often caution people: email is not instant. Um, it's actually designed to have multiple day delays, if that need be, to get your message from point A to point B. The fact that it's usually, mostly, kind of almost instant is kind of cool, but it's not something you can count on. And I think that ActivityPub might be in that same bucket where um, at times uh, there may be some significant or at least problematic delays in getting information delivered. Once mm. again... We shall see how this plays yeah. out. It's, I could easily see them building something into the protocol to account for that as well, but we shall see. Yep. So the uh, one thing for me that's missing right now from yeah. threads, the big thing, the thing that is preventing me from using it to its fullest. Yep. Threads.net. It exists. It's pretty, but it is not an interface to threads. Right. There is no web version. There is no desktop version. There's no, uh, no nothing that I can access with my computer. It has to be on my phone. And um, indeed, you also uh, mentioned that it's also not on iPad. Well, yeah. Um, so it, there, yeah. it's an iPhone app. Right. Uh, all they, it should be an iPad app too, right? I mean, even my little one person games that I've right. made, it's like here, you know, it, one app and it works on iPhone, iPad, it adjusts the screen size. Tons right. of little one person apps do that. Right. But uh, Threads doesn't, if you load it up on your iPad, which Threads can't stop you from doing, right. um, it's just a little window, you know, it's like a, in the middle of your iPad screen and then you can double it uh, to make it a little bit bigger, but it's exactly the iPhone app running on your iPad. Right. Uh, I've noticed just, that with Instagram when, my, when I fired yeah, up Instagram, Instagram is on my the iPad. Same. It's like this stupid and, small app in the middle of a big screen. And that's why we shouldn't expect that ever to change because it has been a decade and <laughs> they, Instagram, you think, I mean, an app that really built its brand on beautiful you're viewing beautiful yes. photos and stuff yes. it's like okay they didn't have an ipad app to begin with all right well hey small developers can do it but if meta can't do it right away give them a year nope still <laughs> today there is no ipad app it's a decision they have made so the fact that there's no ipad app for for threads i do not think is a oh it's just i've been out for a week give it time no i don't think there's ever going to be one right. um and on top of that to make it worse if you have an app uh, on I iOS, on the iPhone, uh, or on the iPad, you can make that available uh, for Mac users who have the Apple Silicon M1 and M2 processors. Oh, since right. They're the same architecture. It's a checkbox. It's literally a checkbox. Okay. Now, if your app doesn't work properly on the Mac, you could turn that checkbox off. For instance, right. if it requires, say, GPS, it requires you to use the uh, accelerometers in mm -hmm. the iPhone, right? There are mm -hmm. many different reasons. Sometimes even just the touchscreen kind of interface, you know, it's like, oh, this is a game. You're supposed to touch it with the multiple fingers and do, you know, fine. You turn it off. That's what Apple put it there for. But they turned that off for threads. So you cannot load the threads app up on a Mac. 
which uh, is disappointing, but not surprising because again, Instagram also has that turned off. Right. Uh, just to counter with the idea of it's like, well, maybe maybe that doesn't work when it's on a computer. Yeah, Blue Sky has it turned on. Right. And I've got the iPhone Blue Sky app mm -hmm. on my Mac, on both mm -hmm. my Macs. Now, Blue Sky's got a web interface, so they I do. never use this. Right. You know, <laughs> but I just as a test, I was like, well, do other others do it? And right away I saw. Wait, Blue Sky app works, and you could do it. You, you can log on just as easily. It works just as you would expect. It's like, come on, because I want to type with my keyboard. I've already posted threads where I have typed it on my Mac and copy, paste onto, <laughs> into the threads app on the iPhone. Because it's like, I'm going to type, it's going to be like 200, whatever their limit is, 200 characters. I'm sorry, I could do that in like 12 seconds on my Mac. It's going to take me longer to tap it out on my iPhone. And I'm going to have to put my glasses on to look at it on my iPhone and all sorts. So I don't know. It's just, it's stupid. I wish they would. It's it's funny because I have already done exactly the same thing, written it in my notes taking app on yeah. my PC, which synchronizes to my Android, which then allows me to copy paste into threads. And it's even encouraged <laughs> me, like I hate posting the same thing to two networks at once, but I'll do it. And the thing is, it's like, well, okay, my options are I could type it into a text edit document, copy, paste, or you know what? Here's the bookmark for Blue Sky. There, one click, and now I'm typing this post in Blue Sky. Right. Copy, post it to Blue Sky, and then paste on my iPhone and post it to Threads. It's like, I may not have posted this to Blue Sky. I may have only posted it to Threads, but I mean... It was easier to do both than to right. only do one, which right. is weird. It's anyway. very strange. Yeah. Anyway, so they have, I know they've promised the web version, the desktop. The, I don't know that they've promised a desktop app, but yeah. they've certainly promised the web version, which while that won't necessarily fix the iPad issue, uh, yeah. although you could go to the website, you know, you can go to the websites on the iPad, uh, but it will, I think, sufficiently solve the desktop issues, be they oh. Mac or PCs. And one last note is that Instagram, of course, is available as a website as well, right. severely crippled for no really good reason. And I say no really good reason is that there are things you could do like posting to Instagram, which you're not supposed to be able to do on the web. But if you change your browser's user agent yes, <laughs> and, and basically present your browser as a mobile browser. It will allow you to post. And it's been that way for years. So it's like, okay, there's no technical reason why I couldn't post, except you're, you specifically turned it off. Um, for the record, um, I believe they changed that in Indeed. Yeah, I'm looking at the desk, just a plain oh, old Instagram.com oh. on, on my browser. And the quote unquote create button is the there. Uh, so you can upload images and do stuff. So they changed that much at least. Took them like years. A long time, yes. Probably because some guy showed everybody how to do it <laughs> by, by switching the uh, the uh, yeah uh, the device type. So anyway, yeah. yeah. So threads. It'll be really interesting to see where it goes. Social media, the the text based social media stuff. It'll again really really interesting to see where it all goes. My personal, uh, like I said earlier. I don't really care which one wins. I just want it to be one that wins and not have to, like, as yeah. I am currently, you know, I've got shortcuts to four or five of these things and I check them all sporadically and inconsistently. And um, if I were to choose one to win, I actually would like it to be Mastodon. I think there's a lot sure. more, uh, a lot more opportunity there for interesting things to be happening, but we shall see. Yep. So, 
what's cool this week? So um, we just finished the third and apparently final season of a series called Happy Valley. It is on, uh, we were watching it through uh, Prime Video. We've got an Acorn TV thing. So it is another one of these British shows. We've talked about the, I think we both have an affinity for some of these uh, British uh cop and drama and, and other kinds of shows. Um, this yep. is a drama. Uh, it's called Happy Valley, but in, in retrospect, there's very little that's happy about it. Um, <laughs> the, it basically follows the um, a series of events with a, uh, a Yorkshire police officer who um, um, has, they, what they do is they, each episode or each of the series has a series of things that the police officer is involved with as a police officer, you know, a murder here, a this there, you know, that kind of stuff. The usual, I, I don't want to necessarily call it the usual cop drama, but that's, it's at least anchored in that. But, but there is this over, there's a story arc that goes across all three seasons that is very deep, very dark at times, um, and very engaging that they do resolve. I mean, it, it's one of those things where, you know, they don't leave you hanging. Um, but it's just, it's just really, really well done. And we enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, it, like I said, it is dark. So we did not binge all three seasons after the two, second season. We basically said, okay. Let's take a break and watch something a little less dark. Um, but if you're into British drama uh, done well, uh, Happy Valley. And like I said, it's on uh, uh, Amazon Prime is where we were watching it, but it's the Acorn TV uh, service that is uh, providing it. Right. Um, so I finished watching the sci-fi series. Uh, oh, it's kind of post-apocalyptic series, a silo mm -hmm. on Apple TV+. Plus. It's based on a very good book series that I read a while ago. And I was actually very pleased with the portrayal of the of the story in the first season here of, uh, of Silo. Um, it was very well done. So many times you see something and they changed it so drastically. Right. Right. Uh, there were certain things about this. It's like, oh, I know they're going to change this and this and this. And they didn't. And it was like, good, because these are the things that made that story special. Um, so it's really cool. Can't wait for the uh, for the second season now. Cool. Silo is already on my list. And in fact, uh, I think it's Foundation that's coming up uh, this yes. week or next. Um, speaking of of stories where they really do change the story. Oh. Well, they um, had, yeah, they had. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it was one of such those... an old, old set of short stories that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I understand why. It's just you know, um, it kind of reminds me of iRobot, the movie some years ago, which oh was yes, basically it was the title and a completely <laughs> different story. Uh, exactly. But, but with Foundation coming up uh, this week or next, I think it's going to be finally time for me to reactivate my Apple TV Plus subscription huh? because we actually have go. about three or four shows that are queued up for uh, for that happening. Uh, let's see, self-promotion. Let's see, if I leave a service like LastPass, does my data remain online? I, I was reluctant to talk about LastPass yet again, but the question came up and I think it's an important one. Uh, what happens when you leave? What happens to your data when you leave? And what happens even if you delete your data, you think when you leave? Uh, what are the ramifications? What are the possibilities? It's something to 
uh, while the, you may not necessarily have a lot of, of specific things you can do to cover all of the bases, there are a few things you should do on your way out. And we talk about them at askleo.com slash 157731. If I leave a service like LastPass, does my data remain online? Cool. Uh, I've got a video about the Notes app. The Notes app on Apple's systems, you know, iPhone, iPad, and Mac. It's interesting because it's been around for a while, but it's really something that they, when they started, it was basic because it was basically using a, a, the email notes protocol that existed and was used by different companies. And Apple kept building on it. So, you know, talk about, you know, starting something with 10 features and then adding 10 more and adding 10 more and adding 10 more. I mean, it's just really, it's grown. And it's interesting because at the beginning, people just wouldn't touch it. <laughs> they would complain <laughs> that it's, it's not like, because there were a lot of big notes apps out. Right way right. back when um people wouldn't touch it because the notes app was just notes it was just like just text just type a little bit of text you're done that's it there's not no nothing fancy and they kept adding features to it and the funny thing is, is the more features they add the more people complain about the features they don't have yet and it but it's just because of audience right when it was a simple right. note-taking like text thing app um few people used it so nobody complained of what it didn't have but now that it's got a ton of features there are a lot of people using it so <laughs> the little features it's still missing get a ton of complaints i you know i think it's it's funny and it's it's good it's it's nice seeing an app like this evolve so drastically over 10 years sure. one of the things you can't do with it that people complain about all the time now is you can't highlight text as in select text and set a background color for it right Right. right. And people want to do this. Um, you can't do that particular thing with it. There are, however, lots of ways to emphasize text, which is what <laughs> you're really trying to do. Right? right. But people are stuck on. No, I want to emphasize it in this particular way. I have um, my highlighter like, okay. in my desk. I want to use the same thing. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so while I cannot solve the problem for people of like, how do you highlight text in that particular way? Uh, I can show you eight other ways to emphasize text. So I've got this video. <laughs> and of course, people still complain that they they well, I what I really want to do is this. It's like, well, I can't I can't help you there. I have tried to help you in other ways. Yeah. Anyway, you can check that video out uh, from this last week. Where I thought you were going to go was the, the classic case of, you know, you have this nice, simple app and a uh, few people are using it and you add lots of features to it over time. And then eventually, not only are people complaining about the features that aren't there, but the original users are now complaining that the app has gotten too complex. Too complex. Yeah. No, I haven't gotten, <laughs> surprisingly, haven't gotten too many of those. I I think it's it's interesting seeing the evolution of this. It's different than other Apple stuff things sure. where they say, here's a big grand idea. And, oh, yeah, sorry, we left out a couple of features. We'll get to those. This was like a little app that kept getting bigger. Cool. So, yeah. I think that pretty much takes care of us for another week. Yep. The show notes for this week are at tehpodcast.com slash teh198. If you've got a comment or a question, you know to leave it there. Thanks, as always, for listening, and we will see you here again real soon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.